0: Hello nerds, Curtis here from the Nerds and Love podcast. Before our episode starts, I want to mention our sponsor today, Adam and Eve. They are the internet's best place for sexy toys and lingerie. Is that ever in dispute? Now here's the thing, you know, we don't want you going to a creepy store. You go to the creepy store, you gotta go in there, people are looking at you like, why is this guy in here, why is this girl in here? It's kind of awkward, right? Don't get that with Adam and Eve. They ship the item right to your door. Uh, here's the other thing too, it's super cheap. Because when you go to Adam and Eve and you get your sex swing or your lingerie or whatever you may want, here's the thing. After you spend $59, you get free shipping. After you spend $17, you get a free gift. That's pretty awesome. And then here's the thing. That first item you put in your cart, when you enter the doors of checkout, you get 25% off that. That's incredible. That's awesome value. And it gets you things that you're going to use in your sexy times with whoever your significant other or... Fling of the Week is. So remember guys, go to adamandeve.com today, check them out, buy something cool, and get sexy.
1: She won't get married because she's never been in love. Been.
0: Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body and... I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan.
1: And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth off.
0: I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big.
1: I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so
0: I do it. What do you mean love? You mean big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast, traveling back in time since yesterday. Uh, I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, Ph.D., who you can find at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. So tell me about you just were in a time
1: machine since yesterday. That's that's kind of a short time machine.
0: Yeah, we just wanted to kick the tires a little bit. We didn't want to go too crazy with it. You know? oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: You have your, your Mr. Fusion? near delorean
0: yeah exactly yeah um yeah no we, we were just joking because i was like i have another podcast at six and stuff goes but it's eight o'clock where i am um, right yeah that's Cause what because you're on pacific i'm on eastern that's the crazy thing with time zones it, it's you can but travel. we're by. not
1: on opposite sides of the country because we're in two different countries too and that's what makes it super exciting
0: yes one day we might just be intercontinental I'm, who knows there we I'm go. I'll be My coastal. I'll be in Europe. Actually, I have podcasted from Europe before. I, that, oh, that really? Was, yeah, it was eons ago. I was uh, visiting Scotland on vacation, and some they, they two people were supposed to record a podcast, and they didn't. And then I had to swoop in to do the podcast in the that they were supposed to do while I was gone. But it was fine podcasting from scotland i can say it's a memorable experience we should all have the opportunity to do that yeah i remember the hotel lobby nice. was like why is this guy talking to himself for like two hours um and now if you see somebody talking to themselves it's no big deal because everybody everybody's like it. yeah yeah everybody talks to themselves yep. um but we're, we're not just talking to ourselves we we take your emails we <laughs> well, we're, from... well we're kind of talking to ourselves <laughs>
1: Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> the expectation other people are going to listen, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're hoping that you'll eventually tune in so it doesn't seem that awkward. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, also don't forget this podcast, while it is great and we appreciate your love and attention towards it, uh, it's not a substitute for mental health treatment. So if you feel like you do need serious mental health treatment, there are definitely people and resources that you can reach out to for that. But alas, we're still here to help you out, even if it isn't, uh, you know, mental health treatment. Like uh, our good buddy Dan who says, Nerds, about three months ago I started seeing this girl. She was nice, but wasn't overly invested from what I could tell. After we saw Avengers Infinity War, she ghosted me. Which I find kind of funny because, well, in Avengers Infinity War, there's things that happen that kind of are ghost-like. So I was kind of just like, oh, that's kind of ironic in a way. Anyways, um... (laughs) I knew as soon as you saw Avengers: Infinity War that you're going to say something
1: about that, and I called it. Doesn't going to say something about like, oh, Avengers: Infinity War. Oh, okay, so that's got some kind of like ghost themes. Yeah,
0: so. there, the, you know, character in that movie snaps his fingers, and then a whole bunch of people turn to dust. So they kind of get they get dusted. Oh, uh, huh.
1: you just give away the ending?
0: No, I did uh, not. You totally did. No. I- <laughs> No, I, I actually don't.
1: haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I mean, somebody just snaps his fingers. There's nothing, nothing, nothing it, out of the ordinary. It has then. been out
1: for a while, so you know, spoiler alerts don't really apply.
0: <laughs> well, Dan, Dan saw it with his date apparently, so you know they're they're fine. Um, <laughs> You probably didn't she have She took
1: to... a little she took it a little literally though when she saw Infinity War.
0: She's like, Well, I guess I gotta snap my fingers and make Dan disappear. Um Ooh, ouch. <laughs> or she disappeared on Dan. That's true. She Anyways,
1: probably... Dan sorry, Dan. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna have dog barking, so his bark collar's not working. So I just wanna let everybody know you're gonna hear Dalmatian barking. Yeah. And for those of you opposed those of you opposed to bark collars, you may not have ever owned a Dalmatian. So I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Alright. Uh he's chiming in too that he fe- he feels like you shouldn't go somewhere after watching Infinity War. I agree. <laughs> um Dan says, I saw her on OkCupid again a week ago. She messaged apologizing saying she was busy. I know it's not the full truth because she did meet some guy. So clearly it didn't work out and she's back at it. I'm not interested in putting much effort into things. I was going to give blood and figured she can take along. Maybe afterwards we can grab a bite. But I didn't tell her that as I didn't want to appear too eager. Well, during the blood donating, she just walks out. I guess I'm not surprised she flaked before. I suppose my question is is it better to reapproach someone with lowered expectations?
1: Dan. Well, Dan, unless you want this to keep happening, um, I would let this go. Uh, lowered expectations doesn't mean that you lower the standards for which someone should treat you. Um, I think when we say, like, lower your expectations, it's more like you don't expect someone to eat perfectly. You know, you don't expect them have perfect manners. You don't expect them to be totally socially with them on the first date. But that's different than wanting someone to treat you respectfully. And ghosting you is not very respectful. Also, I have a question about you. You invited her to go give blood with you, and but you didn't mention food afterwards. So I'm thinking that maybe you weren't that into going out with her, because that is a very unique date. But... Um, the fact that she went with you, um, I mean, it kind of sh- it shows that you might not have been totally into it because she didn't think there was gonna be food afterwards, even, and she went with you. So I don't know. I would just say that this is just something that's just not gonna work out.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I I think it's fine to expect that. You know, if you you know are in the situation and you want to reapproach somebody. It's fine to maybe not go too extravagant on a date. I think that's maybe what you're more so referring to, Dan. Because, yeah, you you should always expect that people are going to treat you well and not be, you know, rude or condescending or, you know, manipulative and all that kind of stuff, right? But, you know, at the same time, I can understand where you're coming from, too, where, you know, if somebody's burned you in the past, you don't want to go and take them out for a full steak dinner and pay for things, If you don't know that they are serious about seeing you again, so if I ask her to
1: take to go with him when he donates blood, that's a little different.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a little. I mean, I get it.
1: Hey, want to see me get harpooned in my arm and donate blood? I mean, that that's like all. I don't know. Uh, Here's how, and he he didn't mention the food afterwards either.
0: Well, the way that it comes across, and I can see where Dad's coming from, where he doesn't want to invest too much. And in, in his mind, he's probably thinking, well, I'm going to be going and giving blood anyways. I might as well bring her along with me. I think that there's a difference between um, not investing as much in someone who you, you think might burn you and putting in some effort. I mean, you still need to put in some effort and just tacking on meeting her to something you were already doing really is not painting you in a good light because she's probably thinking, well, this guy didn't even put in any effort. He just dragged me along to something he was already going to do. Um, And she also agreed to it
1: too, which is interesting. So she agreed to it, which, you know, apparently she was okay with this on some level. Um, And I'm wondering too, did she just walk out? Did she say something when she left? But I mean, this is obviously looking like it's a pattern and, and whether it's because, Um, something happened with her and Dan we don't know we don't know if this is just her pattern with people but um, my guess is that it's it's going to continue to happen if if he you know goes out with her again Um, and the lowered expectations again that does not mean that that you need to lower your idea how someone should treat you no that's different than lowered expectations on the date
0: yeah i think what you mean what you mean down by lower expectations is not lower expectations but rather lower investment like yeah you don't want to put yourself out there if you know that somebody might emotionally damage or hurt you or whatever so and it's but you should put in some effort if you're gonna ask somebody out do you know what i mean like no and i i totally agree that's what i'm saying mm -hmm. like i think there's a middle ground and he just went too extreme to one end and I think what really should have happened is he, you know, Dan, you should have probably just taken the time to put in at least a modest effort. Like uh,
1: coffee shop kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't have to be high stakes. But just tacking a date on to something you're already doing, I'm really against that just in general. Like, if somebody was like, hey, I gotta go redo my insurance, do you want to come along? I'd be like, no. Like, that's not a date. That's <laughs> that's something you want to do and you just want to tack it on to save on time but that does that's very low effort that's very lazy um and it doesn't come across well to you I can I don't think he's doing it to be lazy though I think he's doing it to protect himself but what mm-hmm. I'm saying is that there's better ways to protect yourself that doesn't make you look as negative to them because i think what happened is is he's probably thinking oh i'm gonna put in minimal effort here because this person's burned me in the past she probably figures oh he's just being lazy and doesn't care and it just walks out so, well mm, i can see that yeah now you have a situation where he was probably just trying to protect himself but i think in mm-hmm. inadvertently he made himself look a little less great um, so I, I I don't necessarily blame Dan it I think this is I'm hoping that this is just a one off thing but the way to learn from it is still put in some effort even if it is just a modest effort
1: yeah sorry that was my brother
0: <laughs> hi brother
1: he just said hi to everybody well then he realized I was doing the podcast and he left quickly <laughs> I'm out of here it was like a little cartoon like oh
0: bye I don't want to be so. giving advice
1: yeah. so yeah so i i agree with what you said yeah um you know if dan asked her out and if he went through the effort to ask her out again then you need to do a little more than take her to get you a harpoon
0: well it sounds yeah. like she wants to but then she... there's
1: issues on her side too
0: yeah i mean let's be honest they're both kind of flawed in this instance like neither one of them are and who isn't
1: right well yeah <laughs> It's just, it's finding somebody that, that your flaws kind of match up and they're not so big of a deal when you're together. And I, it feels like with Dan, this girl and he, they like bring out the negative possibly. Yeah. So, but it could be, she just ghost people. I don't know. But, uh, but obviously if she just left and didn't say anything, then that's a, and he didn't do something to cause that. Then that, that to me
0: is more on her, but well, and even if well I'd love to talk to the other person, these situations, that'd be so amazing. Yeah, next time just give their phone numbers and we'll call them up live on air. No, don't do that. Yeah,
1: man. maybe not that.
0: <laughs> so the state with Danny went on. Why did you just leave?
1: <laughs> Surprise! This is Nerds Love Calling.
0: <laughs> we, we, we're pretty popular. They'd probably enjoy that. I'd be like, wow, am I on a podcast? Oh, You're like, I'm famous. We're like, no, not really. You're not famous. <laughs> Come on, we're not Good Morning America. Get real. Right, it's
1: just us. <laughs> So, um, oh, so you want me to read Holly? Sure. Hi. has got an interesting question. So nerds, I am married with two kids. Not that the other ones are interesting, but this was particularly interesting. I don't think we've had this question yet. No. Um, my husband wants to try a polygamous relationship. I'm not outright opposed, but I am wanting to make sure I have everything covered from the perspective of someone who needs to ensure all bases are covered. Holly. Oh, thoughts. Holly. Holly. Uh, Holly. First, thanks for asking about this. Um, yes, you're right. You need to have all your bases covered because, you know, you shouldn't enter into this lightly um i'm not sure if this is supposed to be like i don't know if you mean polyamorous where i think that's i believe that's more sexually based but and polygamous is more like someone's living with you i don't that may i may get that confused and we may get emails from people that practice polyamory um so i'm sorry if i misinterpreted that but um first i would say you've got two kids uh so if this person's gonna be living in your home with you kids do talk and you have to be prepared for kids sharing on the playground that they live with three parents so also uh, you have to have some really clear ground rules and uh you need to check in with each other about those ground rules that those grounds are violated what's the expectation uh, that's going to happen if they're violated also are you okay with your husband having sex and you're not involved um that may be an issue for you uh, is it someone for both of you, or is it just for him, or, or is he want it more just for you? or is this gonna be person gonna be equally shared? Um, you know, what does your husband want out of it? Um, and again, is this person be moving in, and what's the impact on your kids? So you know when you have small humans, then it kind of it changes uh, you know what is acceptable or not to you. so i and I'd wonder what was the impetus for this? Like what, have you guys both kind of wanted this, and now it's coming out? Or um, you know, I really wonder like what does he view this as, and what did, does he think are acceptable ground rules? And again, are you okay with them having uh, you know sex without you involved?
0: Hmm. Yeah. No. I I totally agree. I think with. And I agree. I think he probably, uh, or sorry, she probably means polyamorous, not polygamous, because polygamous is a bit more, um, probably out of the context of the situation. I mean, we could be wrong, but it sounds more like that's what she means. Um, I'm just gonna say if. You know, you want to if you want to entertain the idea of a polyamorous relationship, it really comes down to showing respect for both sides, uh, or every side really. If you're you know, opening it up to a third or fourth person or whatever, um, I think. Yeah, the biggest thing is just to make sure that you're being respectful of each other and not only just yourselves, but also your kids as well, Uh, like Steph said. You know, you have your kids to be mindful of. You know, they might have questions. Are you prepared for that? Is this something that you've kind of planned out to, you know, like if you're going to host somebody over at your house, like how's that going to work with you and your kids? Like there's certain considerations to be made. Um, I would... Definitely say that the key thing here is communication. Um, you know, if you're married with someone, I'm assuming that at least you guys have some pretty solid communication in place. So, uh, if you guys are communicating and you're keeping that communication just open and honest, then that's really the first step. And that's just really about establishing boundaries and seeing if those boundaries work for both of you. Uh, it's going to take some time and it's probably not going to be perfect the first, you know, iterations of, of doing something like this if you do proceed with it. But the best I can recommend is that, yeah, you just establish some boundaries and just kind of take it from there in terms of what works for you guys. And, you know, checking with each of your partner and just being uh, open like dialogue wise, then that's really the best way to start. Yeah. And I'd say, two couples that uh, have seen me for couples
1: therapy, when you don't have firm rules and agreed upon rules and from every aspect of this, that's when you run into issues, uh, especially. And I've seen couples that eventually wound up splitting up uh, because, you know, there were either not established rules and guidelines or someone violated one of them. So. Um, so I would just again make really clear that, and I'm sure there's there's a website or app out there somewhere that, that has you know what things to talk about before you start this type of relationship. So, um, so I would really um, you know sit down together and really talk about you know what your expectations, what what's your um desire for doing this um you know again you know is this okay if you're with this person on your own and he's with this person on your own or is it only when you're all together so uh, those are definitely things that you need to talk about
0: mm-hmm yeah and the thing is is sadly the internet is chock full of examples of polynamorous relationships that have gone bad um you know, I, I, I saw something on uh, Reddit doing some research for this where there was like a comic where it shows before and the person says oh, p- polynamory sounds great and then afterwards they're like, no, never again um, I, I think that describes a lot of cases for a lot of people because again communication, guidelines, respect rules, it's not there and you sort of need that baseline of that there in order to kind of proceed with doing something like right. this
1: and also, Holly, are you okay with your husband forming an emotional attachment to another person? Uh, that that is one of the biggest issues I see in couples that um, that someone starts spending more time or more emotional energy with with another person rather than their spouse. And and again, you know, that's something that you need to talk about ahead of time. That those feelings are going to be open and discussed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, best of luck, uh, you know, trying this out if you do. If not too, I think there's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, this is not for me. Uh, you mm-hmm. shouldn't feel pressured into a situation that you're not comfortable with. Uh, so take the time to, right. you know, see if it's something you're comfortable with and, yeah, just establish the boundaries. So.
1: And I get, and my other concern is that, Holly, is that you say your husband wants to try it and it sounds like it, it hasn't come up as a mutual thing before. So I wonder if, you know, I make sure that if you're agreeing to this, that you're fully 100% on board and it's not because you're concerned that he might leave or he might be upset. I think that's something to really check in with yourself about. You know, Are you saying yes because you're giving 100% consent and you're okay with this? Or is it that you're afraid of his reaction as if you say no?
0: hmm Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Vivian's email. Nerds, this guy offered to pick me up for our first date. We're both 19. We've never hung up before, and we planned on going to the mall to just walk around, talk, and do whatever. So he picks me up and asks me where I want to go. I, Excuse me, tell him uh, to go to the mall because uh, that's what we planned. But then he says that he doesn't have any gas and doesn't want to go anywhere far. I wanted to go home right then, but it's only been two minutes and I didn't want to be rude. So I offered to pay for his gas and he says, okay, does it make me a bitch if that bothered me? I mean, I don't mind spending money on people I'm out out with, but who the heck offers to pick someone up if they don't have any gas? I don't know. I just find that odd. Vivian. Vivian, you never have to apologize for feeling like
1: something's wrong and wanting to get out of a situation. I think as women we need to get past um being concerned about being seen as a bitch or rude uh when we need to get out of a bad situation. This obviously, you know, as soon as he as he said, um, where do you want to go? I have this icky feeling, like, uh oh, where is this going? Um, this is why I generally recommend on first dates to meet someone somewhere. Um it may have been they just was taking you for gas money. Um, and if your intuition tells you leave a situation, you need to leave, whether that makes you look, you know, quote unquote, rude or not. Uh, and it's just was a, this was just a, a bad scene. Um, I'm sorry that you were put in that position. Uh, but again, we need to listen to intuition. You know, when you wanted to go home right then, that's where you say, okay, uh, I'm going to go. And then that's when you take an Uber home or you have a friend pick you up or something. Uh, and cause it sounds like you knew that this was not going well so uh besides he he asked you where you wanted to go but then he says he doesn't have any gas so it's almost like he's giving you this option to tell you where you want to go and then he gives this other piece of the story so um this just is not a good scene so i'm I'm glad you're okay um but again um gotta listen to intuition and it's okay if you know you're worried that you're gonna look like you're rude or impolite that's totally fine. And also, you know, just the safety part of it, um, again, you know, as we need to be careful about getting into anyone's car because being in a car with someone that we don't know, um, greatly increase their chances of being assaulted. So, and I know that that's an exception rather than the, the rule, but still we need to protect ourselves, male or female. Uh, and again, you know, when your intuition tells you to get out, you need to get
0: out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think the not wanting to go far, I I don't know if maybe necessarily he just wanted to, because my impression of this is maybe he did have gas and maybe he just was using it as an excuse to like stay close to his place or her place for sex. Um, because I know there's times Mm -hmm. where people will do that. They'll try to keep it close. Like, you know, people say, Hey, why don't we go to this coffee shop? And it's near their place. Well, they want you close so that, you know, it's easy to say, Oh, we can just go back to my place. And it's like, you know, a couple blocks away. Um, so that was my first impression. Um, That'd and be, that to
1: me would be sociopathic. That's bordering on sociopathic when you say, okay, well, let's go to this thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, we're not, no, um, I'm low on gas. So we're going to you know stick near my house. That is a big red flag.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Um, that was my first impression. And I really hope that's not the case, but I mean, from the sounds of it, I mean, if let's say hypothetically he didn't have gas, he could have just texted you and say, "Hey, I'm actually like low on gas. Uh, you know, did you want to pick me up, or maybe we can meet somewhere mutually? You know, like there's ways about it. The whole picking uh, you up, Vivian, and then you know putting you in that situation isn't isn't a good idea for him uh, or for you, really. Um, so I would definitely say." My my impression of this is that he really needed to just be honest with you and tell you, you know, what the situation was and he wasn't. Uh and any time that somebody's not really honest with us, that establishes a very clear uh, boundary that this person obviously is not being fully truthful with you and not being fully honest and for any kind of relationship to proceed you're going to need that from somebody so the fact that this person wasn't being fully honest I think it's a very clear sign to just cut ties and not you know associate with them again uh, and it's unfortunate because you know maybe he is a nice guy it's it's hard to know but you know anytime that somebody's yeah,
1: I'm thinking not nice guy that was just my impression that I don't think nice guys do this stuff
0: no um well it's hard to so, tell it, it, it's hard to tell if he maybe because like there's also the other side of it too where he could have just you know thought maybe you know maybe he thought he had gas and he got in the car and realized he did it and it was too late okay um, I wanna I want do a poll of all our listeners yeah
1: have you ever had a situation like this where you go on a date and you don't have gas like like really you can call like AAA... Or UFCAA, you can you can find a way to get. I mean, like, wouldn't you like figure it out? Do you know what I mean? Like to pick somebody up and go. Hey, by the way, I don't have gas. Okay, let's go to the gas station. But you're paying for your own gas. I mean, like, like just saying, like, oh, I don't, I, don't have any gas. Let's not go anywhere far. That to me is that's sketchy.
0: But the thing is, too, is they're both nineteen, and you know we're kind of applying that with the logic of. You know somebody 30 plus years old
1: okay even at 19 like okay so so in high school went out a date with this guy so he was like i don't have any gas money you want to give me gas money and i'm like not really <laughs> so so yeah. you know because and and later on i found out like from other people this was like his mo is that he would go out with people and, like try to like get them to pay for stuff yeah. and that was i think i was 16 15 16 so um you know it's i think that's part of like the experience though is that that's probably where i'm coming from too is that i know that there are people that do that kind of thing yeah so
0: i just i don't know if he's outright a bad person or maybe he was just forgetful and just doesn't have the life experience to know that yeah you can call services to help you out and you know maybe i mean i do definitely suspect that maybe he's just perhaps somebody who does these things but it's really hard to know. Um, and I, I really would feel bad about, you know, kind of judging this person when, you know, we don't have the full story. Um, well, now I want
1: this guy to contact us and let us know, you know. But not yeah. like he's going to go, oh, yeah, I want to make sure we're near near the house because,
0: you know, I want to get laid. I mean, <laughs> you know, I hope he doesn't do that. No. I mean, I don't
1: think he's going to say that. But, but either um, way,
0: I mean, either way, regardless of whether he meant to, you know, he was intending to come across... Well, he intended something sinister or not. At the end of the day, I mean, he was not truthful and honest. And, like that's right. What, or reschedule the date, right? Wouldn't yeah. you kind of reschedule the date or something? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know if maybe he he was just because I know a lot of I know some teenagers and you know people who are nineteen who they can't really keep tabs on a lot of things because it's just. Maybe they have a lot going on, and maybe it's a lack of life experience. So I can t- I can kind of see somebody losing track of how much gas they have. Maybe driving up and realizing I only have like less than a quarter tank of gas. I'm not going to make it. I, again, you know, being 30 years old, you would never catch me in that situation. I'm always like hey, half tank. I'm going to fill up gas. Um, but again, the logic of me being a bit older and more mature. I have, but I think
1: even at nineteen, though, I mean, I think that it's the majority of people at nineteen would would maybe not do this if they honestly just ran out of gas and I because again the whole thing like well you know I don't have any gas and I want to go anywhere far that. That's different than saying, Oh my God, I forgot to get gas and I'm so sorry. And, you know, I need, let's stop somewhere or something, or text the person or call them and go, Hey, I don't have gas. But the fact he's saying, I don't have any gas and I don't want to go anywhere far, he's not even saying, like, Let's go to a gas station. Do you know, like, I, there's something about it that's sketchy. And I think at 19, most people have enough wherewithal to to know that they need to go to a gas station, even if they've run out. They don't say, Well, we're just not going to go anywhere far.
0: True. But the thing, here what i figure too is if he really was trying to do something sinister would he have really taken her up on the gas because really i mean he could have easily just been like no i I don't think that's it though
1: i don't think that's it i think it's the i think it's the let's not go somewhere far there's just there's something about it that that is creepy and
0: yeah. Um, yeah.
1: She offered to pay for his gas. I keep this in mind. She offered to pay for his gas. He didn't say, "Would you pay for my gas?" She offered to pay for his gas. So he's already got the intention that he doesn't want to go anywhere far, and she offers to pay for the gas. So that's uh, there's there's something that's really off, and that's I mean I think the point is like Vivian, if you feel like something's wrong, you need to get out of that situation.
0: Well, I mean, regardless of whether he intended to do something sinister or not, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that it put Vivian in an uncomfortable position. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, I, I, I'm just saying, you know, I really wish we had this guy here so we could just be like, listen, were you just a dumbass and forgot to fill up your tank of gas or were you trying something else? Like,
1: Well, well let's give people advice. So let's say you're a person in this situation. So you, you go to go pick somebody up and you're out of gas. So this is what you do. You either text the person or call them and say, "Hey, I just realized I'm out of gas. I got to stop and get gas before I come get you." That's all you have to do. Or if if you just if you're driving and run out of gas, just go call you know roadside service and then while you know after you do that, contact the person and go, "Hey, I ran out of gas. I was I was a dumbass. I forgot." Um, I will pick you up as soon as possible. And if that person says, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll spend time with you while you wait for someone. That's what you do when you run out of gas, you don't pick somebody up and go, Oh, we're just not going to go anywhere far. So again, if you, if you're going to run out of gas, let the person know, go to the gas station first, or if you run out of gas and your car stalls, call roadside assistance, then call
0: the person and let them know. Yeah.
1: Just in case you, if you, if you weren't aware how to do that.
0: Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to Todd's email here. Uh, nerds, I like to date a girl who is nerdy, but also loves working out. I was thinking of wearing some nerd-inspired workout clothes to the gym. Do you think this will work, Todd? Todd, um, why
1: not? Good luck. Um, you know, it's, more importantly, it's you need to talk with people. Uh, find a way to kind of chat someone up Uh, there's got to be a reddit group for for people that um are nerdy gym people there's got to be um and and also what do you define as nerdy uh what constitutes nerdy and what do you like to do uh and and go ahead and find groups that do those things and we've talked about that too you know just going out and meeting somebody Um, and yeah just start talking to people at the gym i mean i i know that it depends on the gym and you know the and Sometimes it's just not okay to talk with people. It just depends on, I guess, the general culture of your gym. Um, but you know, it's okay to say hi to someone as you're walking by, and and hey, I like your shirt, or you know, whatever it is. So, um,
0: you know, yeah, why not try it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily going to get you a date to just wear the clothes. I mean, you have to certainly be able to initiate uh, and carry a conversation. Uh that being said, But he's wearing a
1: conversation starter, which is good.
0: Exactly. And that's what I'm you know getting at here is that like I don't think you necessarily can rely on the shirt to get you a date, but it's gonna at least get you a conversation, but you're still gonna wanna converse with the person, find out what their interests are, uh, you know, and, and ask them out on a date, plan a date and all that stuff. But Yes, I do think it's a good conversation starter, and at the very least, you know, you can wear it at the gym. If somebody shares a similar interest and they're and they find you at least you know attractive enough, they're gonna want to you know just disc- uh, chat with you. And the good thing about going to the gym too is a lot of times people at the gym tend to be a little bit more um, forthcoming and sort of just direct than you know a lot of other places. You know, you got the adrenaline going; it's it's very easy to just. You know, live in the moment, so to speak. So I think it's a good idea. Just be prepared that, yeah, you're still going to have to do a bit of work in planning the date. Um, so I wouldn't re- just go, oh, well, I got the shirt. That's it. It's all done. It's still going to be a little bit more work involved. But
1: right. and, and I would also look at the activities you're doing, too. Like, uh, go to a spin class. My, my spin classes are pretty much 50-50 male-female. So, um,
0: you
1: know, that's a good way to meet people. I mean, your, your spin bikes are kind of close together. So what a great way to start talking with somebody.
0: Yep. All right, uh, next up is Kani's Kenny. email. Is kind of- I can read that. Oh, where did oh, email disappeared?
1: Here it is. Okay. Uh, a couple months ago, I met a guy on Tinder. We went on two dates and he was a great guy that I did have fun with despite some awkward moments, but I wasn't too sure about the romantic chemistry when he asked me after a third date. I told him about my concerns when he left it at that. I'm really starting to think I ended things too early. He seemed like a well-adjusted guy, so I took the awkwardness that happened even on the second date as a lack of chemistry. But since then, I've learned from mutual friends that he's just a socially awkward guy. They even described his mannerisms to a T, uh, i.e. the constant straight face was the, like she said, the constant straight face was the biggest one for me. Uh, I really would like to give him another chance as he was genuinely a nice and hilarious guy in retrospect, but I have no idea how to go about this and I've literally never had this problem before. Obviously, he's not going to make the first move. Should I just start randomly texting him, acting like I never straight up rejected him? Should I try to get our mutual friends to help make a situation happen? LOL. Well, little canny or canny. Um, you're you're thinking about texting him and, and without bringing up how things ended. That might be a little awkward and maybe, I don't know, even bordering on dishonest. Um, yeah, what was really the reason you broke things off? Uh, was it that you saw a lack of chemistry? Because we've talked about this before with online dating. Sometimes people think that if they don't have, you know, quote unquote chemistry in the first few dates, then they're done and they move on to the next person. Uh, you know, you're going to go out on dates where you're feeling awkward and you you aren't always on your, you know, A game, so to speak. Uh, so I, that's going to happen. And so I think sometimes we need to go out on a few dates with someone and see, you know, we're not going to feel the instant zing right away. That's, I mean, a lot of that's a myth. I mean, you can feel a zing over time as well. So. Um, but uh, sometimes the ship has sailed. And so, you know, this may just be a learning experience for you that, um, that give people more of a shot maybe, and assume people are gonna be nervous and awkward on dates. Um, you know, if you want to, uh, contact an I would just be honest and say, Hey, you know, I know on our third date that, you know, I felt like we didn't have a chemistry, but now they're thinking about, it, I think I made a mistake. And I think you really clearly have to say, I think I made a mistake. Um, you need to own up to that. So uh, if you don't do that, then I think it's going to be hanging in the air and it's just going to be something that you kind of dance around uh, the two of you. So, so again, if uh, either accept that the ship has sailed and take this as a a learning moment or um, also, you know, contact him and say that you made a mistake and you'd really like to try it again. And then it's up to him. If he says no, then, then leave it at that.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's really nothing to be gained from being dishonest. If anything, you know, in a situation like this, he probably wants a bit more honesty. So just be honest. Uh, It sounds like when you guys broke things off, you at least told him uh, why. You say I told him about my concerns, so I feel like you've already told him what you're trepidations are I would just be honest and say you know at the time I thought this meant something else but you know getting context from other people I now understand that wasn't the case uh, you know and just go from there Um, I think that's really just it just being honest and forthright and you'll also be prepared that you know he he may have moved on. He might not be interested in dating you, so also be prepared that he might not reciprocate as well. Um, or he might even
1: be upset with you. That's other that's another option. Sometimes when you know when people are rejected, they hang on to it for a bit. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure how long this has been. Um I don't I don't know if Kenny told us, but um yeah yeah, that's another thing is that you know whatever way he's feeling um yeah i i'm wondering too is there a a missing out factor going on Kenny? that the your fear of missing out that you know your his friends had told you what a great guy is and now you're interested is that part of it because i would really kind of be honest with yourself about why you're interested in and and going out with him again
0: yeah and i would just just be prepared you like it sounds like you're like, reading the last paragraph, it sounds like you're very confident that he'll take you back, but be prepared that he might not. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, I'm going to root re- for you guys and hope that you guys can make it work. But, you know, just realistically be prepared that uh, that he might not uh, be quite really willing to reciprocate just yet. So and, and
1: again, own up to it. Just say, you know, I felt like maybe things weren't going to work out. I'd really like another shot.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move on to Nicholas's email. Nerds, every time I try to end a date, it's extremely awkward. Any advice on how to end a date on a high note?
1: Um, basically, I, I would say, in a nutshell, see you at a nice time and let's do it again. As far as physical contact, were you physically close during your date? Uh, were you getting signals that someone was interested in maybe a, a good night kiss or more? Or so uh, But again, you, know, you just want to summarize that you had a good time. And, and if you want to go out with them again, Uh, Just mention that. Just say, hey, I'd really like to see you again. I think that's a a really simple, easy way to end a date. I don't think it needs to be complicated. Uh, And uh, you can do a nice little wrap up with that.
0: Yeah, I think confidence is going to be your key here um if you leave a date without much confidence then that person might pick up on that and either think maybe that you're just not that into them or you know maybe you've got some anxiety like there's different things that can pick up the best thing you can do to end a date on a way that's not awkward is just to be confident and you know reiterating what Steph said you know just saying hey you know I had a great time let's do it again sometime Uh, you know, if you were being physically, if you were making some physical contact, maybe, like, a hug or a kiss, do be prepared that not everybody has the same standards for a first date, so not everyone will kiss, not everyone will hug, so it might be better to, you know, at the very least, go with a hug, but again, you gotta read the the physical situation. If somebody's recoiling when you go in for a hug, then don't proceed to keep on trying to give them a hug, just back off. Um... But yeah, I think the main thing is to be confident. But also, yeah, read the signals. I think at the end of the day, most times you can tell when a date hasn't gone well. So if you feel like the date's not gone well, even there's nothing wrong with just saying like, hey, you know, I don't know if this necessarily was the greatest. Um, I'm not too sure about, you know, seeing you again. Be honest in that regard, too. Um, But being honest, being confident is the best way to just leave the date in an assertive fashion.
1: And if you're not sure how to be confident, just fake it.
0: You know, think of someone that you know that's pretty
1: confident. Not arrogant, but confident. Think of one of your friends that... Or, or just someone that otherwise that you know that you think that they've got their act together. Yeah. And see what they do. How would they react? And again, you you act as if... And I think we mentioned this before, that when you act as if you're confident, you suddenly become confident. Yep. And it's just something that I don't think that... Um, it, it's just from experience. I think you get confident and... Um, you know just feeling like you're like you're a good person and you have you have a lot to offer the world I think is part of being confident uh, and you know sometimes you might go out a date and feel totally not confident so again you know it's kind of like fake it until you make it kind of thing you know so uh, again find a role model someone that that you think is confident again but not arrogant
0: oh yeah and there's gonna be times where you're not confident at all but you know t- yeah you can even if you're not the most confident person, like just take a deep breath, focus and just, you know, try to, you know, keep yourself composed. You know, I think when, when we get nervous, we tend to, uh, speak before we necessarily think. Uh, and you know, and it, it comes across as general nervousness, just take your time, be confident, make sure that your words have impact and, the and thing be I mean. yourself and be yourself too. And, and, and you, you are enough. Just being yourself.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's uh, wrap up here with Diane's email. Read Diane. So Diane says, uh, looking for advice uh, for getting out of the friends with benefits stage. A little more information. We met at a house party and spending the night with him. We've hung out every weekend since just watching movies and sleeping together mostly. But after getting to know so much about him, I want more than just this. He's a great guy. So respectful when I say no. One of the funniest guys I know. And honestly, I just feel so comfortable when I'm around him basically everything I want in a guy. He's also 27, I'm 18. I asked him a week ago the scary question of what are we? And he said, friends with benefits. I feel stupid for thinking i get a different response, but is there anything I can do or try to get out of this? Diane. Diane, first, there is never stupid, uh, you asking for what you need. Um, so I actually commend you for that because I think it's really hard for people to do that. What would have been kind of stupid is hanging out without asking him that question and expecting something more. Um, to his credit, he was he was pretty direct with you, uh, instead of kind of stringing you along. Uh, so you can either accept it as friends with benefits, or you kind of cut it loose and and you know look for someone that wants something more long term. Uh, again, he's been very clear, and again, it's 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 always a good idea to ask for what you need. So good for you that you did that.
0: Yeah. I would say that it's good to clarify what your situation is and be assertive with what you want. Also, be prepared that you and him might not be on the same page. And that's where I think you might run into problems because you, you've you already asked him what he wants and he's indicated friends with benefits. And this is relatively... And it sounds...
1: Honestly, when I read this, I thought they were actually dating when I read this. Yeah. I Do you mean, know what I mean? Like, I got the idea that they were kind of doing more than just friends with benefits so that but he still has said that this is what he wants so i guess friends with benefits with him is also includes kind of hanging out quite a bit
0: Well, I mean, this is also coming from her too, right? And I'm not saying that she's being dishonest or anything, but how she paints the situation, you know, may be a little bit different than how he paints it. But either way, I mean, he's indicated that he wants friends with benefits. You can indicate that you want something more, but be prepared that, you know, neither of you might be willing to... Uh, change your minds on this and if that's the case you know you might have to be prepared that it might be worth looking elsewhere for someone else Um, but
1: but look at it this way Diane so you you're learning more about what someone and you're 18 and you've got a long dating life ahead of you Uh, and so I think this is a good experience for what you are looking for in someone so look at it that way that even if this relationship doesn't work out you're fine tuning what your idea of the ideal mate is so that's, that's a really good learning experience.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. It, it's always good to clarify what people want, but I think in our minds we are always hoping that it's going to be a synced answer, uh, and we never quite prepare for the alternative. And I think it's probably better to prepare for the alternative than it is to prepare for uh, you know a synced-up answer. You're more than likely going to get the answer that you know, you guys are not simpatico. It sounds like you know, he's already established what he wants, and again, you can decide whether you want to stick with that or not. But just bear in mind that, yeah, you might not get the answer you want, and yeah. if that's the case, you you know, you have every right to just say, This is not what I'm looking for, it's been fun, but I'm you know, go, gonna go look elsewhere. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I again, you know, I, I really do hope that you guys can work it out. I mean, obviously, you know, want to make sure that you guys can, you know find uh find you know maybe romance if there is some there uh and now he's been i i don't know i would make clear
1: diana he said he's very clearly said friends with benefits and so i you know when someone tells you their beliefs or or who they are believe them yeah um so i would look at diane either this is gonna be friends with benefits or you gotta you gotta go
0: yeah. So. Also keep in mind too, the age difference too. I mean, he's 27 and she's 18. Uh, it From his perspective too, uh, you know, that age gap might not be something worth a, a relationship. Uh, not to say that that's always the case, but I know a lot of people who, you know, when it comes to younger relationships it tends to be a little bit more of well you know it, it might not be something you know long-term but maybe just for short-term fun so something to keep in mind as well but
1: yeah and i don't see the age difference as, as um as much of an issue of you may be in different stages of life well that's possibly that's so that, that and that can be with age or without age but um yeah, it, yeah it's it's but again, I think, it, uh, Diane, I think this was actually a good experience for you that you spoke up for what you needed. And, and again, that is never stupid um, for thinking that. Because again, when I was reading it, I got the impression that you guys were kind of dating. So, um, you know, there's it's never stupid to ask for what you need and to clarify. Because otherwise you would kind of be in this relationship limbo, hoping for things to get better and, or the way you want them to be. And it wouldn't have happened. It would have been frustrating for you and probably frustrating for him. And then you'd find out down the line when you've already spent all this time with him. So, so again, you know, good for you for sticking up for yourself and asking questions that need to be asked. Even if you kind of all sort of maybe knew the answer, it's still, I think really good for
0: us to get kind of confirmation of that answer. For sure. All right. I think that's it for nerds in love this week. Uh, Thanks again, everybody for tuning in as always, check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, 3 Angry nerds you can also email us at three angry nerds podcast at gmail.com uh, com. yep com. also check out the other podcasts on our network three angry nerds nerds and well oh, this is nerds in love tremble you can uh, you can plug us one more time that's cool sure <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh thanks uh, again everyone and we'll see you all next time bye for now
1: bye